The year is 2003. LeBron James takes his talents from high school to the NBA. Into Club by 50 Cent dominates the charts, and The Rock heads down to Brazil to get rich or die trying to bring Sean William Scott home. GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ, and with me. Again this week, instead of Sphinx, thank God. <laughs> Welcome, Joe. Hey, LPJ, how are you? How are you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, I haven't seen you in a while. I mean, we're, we're friends in real life. I, I haven't seen you since, I think, last time we recorded. Everything good? I believe you are correct. And yes, IRL, we are buddies. Yes, in real life, as, I- say, R- as the kids say. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, I haven't seen you in a while. It's been... it's. I don't know, it's been like a month since we recorded. Yeah, whenever, I mean, you know, obviously these all come out, not, you know. Yeah. (laughs) We record a little ahead of time. We're breaking the fourth wall already. Yeah, Sphinx gets really mad at me when I do that. Oh, really? Like, super mad. Well, he's not here, so we can do what what we want. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, So we're here today to talk about the rundown. We are, and I kind of wanted to ask you about this. Yes. I have a vague recollection of seeing this movie with you in the theater. Okay. I don't know if that's true, though. You know, what's funny is I don't know if that's true either or not. I was trying to think, like, I know I saw this movie in the theater, but I don't know if it was with you, and I can't really remember when I saw it in the theater. Yeah, when did it come out? It was. Uh, the release is September 26, 2003. So that's shortly after my birthday. Okay. But it would have been 2003. Right. And I'm trying to think at that point... I mean, Did you you were back at school? Mm, no, you were. I done. was done with school. Yeah, I was just freshly done with school, so right. I would have been living at home still. So I could see we probably maybe went and saw it together. Yeah, we may have. I definitely saw it in the theater. So yeah, I gotta. I see. This is the part where I can't remember. Yeah, there's like a period of time where I think the default setting is, is that we saw it together. This is a little after that, so it I is. don't really know. Yeah, but um. But yeah, no, we definitely saw it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I saw it. I know I saw it at least once before watching it for the podcast here. Yeah, I've seen it a bunch of times. I mean, I, it's on Stars a lot, which it is. Uh, it's the one like uh, movie channel that I have. So I see a lot of stuff on Stars. They don't have a lot of great movies, but they do have this. They do. And Spider Man Homecoming. And Sp- which I've seen <laughs> quite a few times yeah. now. Yeah. Go, Go back and, and listen, listen to our yeah. Spider Man Homecoming episode. It's a great episode. Uh-huh, it really is. Um, so, from what I can tell, I mean, I guess first off, I'm first off on this is that it looks like this movie was not a box office success. It was not. And that's what's, that's another thing I find strange about this. So, what was it, an 80, it was a big budget. It was 85 million is what I have listed for the budget. Yeah. And see, this is domestic box office though, so it's eighty point nine million. Yeah, I got a feeling it did well overseas though. It could be true. Yeah, I couldn't find any like usually I can find like that worldwide gross, but yeah. I, all I could find is domestic. But even, I mean, I feel like that is kind of the case even today with a lot of the rocks movies is that maybe they don't get as big of box office here in the U.S. No, but he, he they blow up overseas. Yeah, they kill overseas like skyscraper, an episode you guys did. Like Absolutely. I think was kind of a failure here but then overseas was just a gigantic hit yeah it, it tapped lowers like 360 million altogether, something along those lines right but also i mean this is at a time i mean when the rock was not 
the rock that we know today. This was his first like real leading role. Because the one before that was, was Scorpion King. Oh, because I was curious. I didn't know if this came before Walking Tall or Walking Tall came before this. They were Walking r- Tall was right after this. Right after this. Okay. Now, you're our resident, at least between the two of us, wrestling expert. Yeah. Was he still wrestling at this time? Yes. Or, okay. So he hadn't quite like put that all behind him. He was still doing both. Was yeah, like he was still doing both. Not as much in 03. Right, but uh, but yeah, he had. Well, this might have been he had taken a he, he might have taken a break at this point. Okay, this is a this is a period of wrestling that I don't remember <laughs> as well. If, okay, if if uh, Deadite was here, he would absolutely have the Be answer. Be able to fill us in. Okay, yeah, but he's but, obviously not here. I gotcha. Um, now I have a, a Rotten Tomato score of this of seventy percent, which is pretty good. Yeah, and a uh, but an audience score of sixty six. So apparently, critics liked it more than people that actually view it. Which is weird. Normally, it's not the case for something like this. Yeah, usually it's like a reverse for something like this, where like the audience would love it and the critics hate it. So yeah, especially for you know, because at this you know he was the Rock then. Right. He wasn't really like mega worldwide superstar Dwayne Johnson. Mm. So this would have been a big, this would have been a big wrestling crowd film. Yeah, exactly. and it was produced by WWE Films. Oh shoot, I guess I didn't even see. Yeah, that. this That's... was their uh, this was their second film. Their first film was The Scorpion King. Oh, I was hoping it was the Condemn. The con- that was later. That was 06. <laughs> we gotta do that on the show. We do. That was a good movie. I do enjoy that one. <laughs> I've never seen it. So. Oh really? Yeah, I've never oh, seen it's, it. Oh, so. it's wild, man. <laughs> um, now, kind of transitioning into the segment that I still don't think we've given a name to, where we kind of discuss some of the net worth of these individuals in this movie. What do you want to uh, call it? I don't know. You want to workshop a name? We. I don't know. You thought of one on a couple episodes ago but i don't remember what it was i don't know what it is either well i think i guess maybe you kind of transition to it maybe we'll start talking about the cast that's in this movie and he's yeah, kind of yeah. kind of go so obviously we discussed we have the uh the rock or Dwayne the rock johnson playing beck yep uh we got uh sean william scott playing travis mm-hmm. uh christopher walken great christopher walken playing hatcher absolutely and uh your favorite rosario dawson how, how is she my favorite <laughs> i don't know last uh, time i checked most of us in our group refer to her as grossario dawson you know that's true but I, you know she kind of won me over a little bit in the netflix marvel series she was really good, in She's that. good in i this. can't cannot fault her for that um but she plays uh mariana and then the only other person that i really wanted to i mentioned him note at least for me mm-hmm. was um and i don't know how to pronounce his character name but her cousin uh played by ernie reyes jr yeah manito yeah who was known obviously for a couple things one he was kino in uh teenage ninja turtles 2 secret of the use yeah which is great and he also was a star of surf ninjas he was which is if you haven't seen surf ninjas have you seen it lpj i have oh my gosh that movie is so great like it's wonderfully bad in the most perfect way it's definitely bad but it's a good kind of bad <laughs> yeah it's really good um but anyways yeah I, when i saw his name in the credits it's something i didn't make a connection to before but i was like oh great ernie rice jr Oh, Chris, hot shot. He was also in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1. Okay. Do you know who he played in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1? Well, I have a feeling he probably played one of the turtles. That is correct. But which one? I'm going to say Raphael. Mm, he was Donatello. Ah, oh, shoot. <laughs> mm-hmm. As far as I know, he was Donatello. Oh, wait a minute. I'm fairly certain he was Donatello. Well, I'm going to hold you to that. I'm going to do some research after the podcast. Right. Well, well, I get, you. you know what? Let's deep dive Ernie Ray's Jr. right now. <laughs> what, what other role was he in when he was much, much younger? One of my favorite TV shows of all time. One of your favorite TV shows of all time that he was in regularly, yeah. like a star? No, he was a guest star. Oh well, shoot! I don't know. A uh, MacGyver. Yes, <laughs> and it was a very—it was one of those weird, like 
it was a ripoff of the Golden Child. Oh shoot! Uh huh. I should. I mean, that was just a wild guess. I figured MacGyver's like trivia about you is probably like fifty percent of the answers. So <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> um, so anyway, so getting into the net worths of these individuals. Um, so we'll start at the bottom. I just did the main four, you know. But so uh, Rosario Dawson, what would you think? What do you think her net worth is? Currently, yeah, I'd say probably like maybe three million. Oh, you're a little off. She has sixteen million. Oh, that's far more. You know what? Must have been the Netflix stuff. <laughs> and then we have uh, Sean William Scott. What do you think about for him? Mm, not great. Oh, you know what? No, because he has a. Uh, he's on the new um, Lethal Weapon. He took over for uh, what's yeah. his name? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy that got fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Plus, oh, plus all the American Pie movies. Yeah. I'll go fifteen. Fifteen. That's close. He's twenty-five million. Damn, that's way more than I expected. <laughs> then uh, the great Christopher Walken. What do you think about Christopher Walken acting forever? And a ton of stuff. Yeah, he's probably like 25 to 30. 50 million. Wow. You are, you are lowballing low all these people. And finally, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. What do you think he's he's got? He's an insane amount. He's got to be like 200 million. That's close. Your closest guest yet. He's $280 million. That's not close. <laughs> Closer <laughs> than some of the other ones. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, so our director on this, Peter Berg. Who is a known director, I guess. I, mean, I don't like Peter Berg. You don't like Peter Berg? <laughs> He's one of those guys. You know, I don't know what it is. It goes back to, do you remember when we saw Very Bad Things? Yes, I do. And how much we hate, I hated the movie. No, it's, I don't like that movie yeah, yet. I was, hated that. And ever since then, I cannot take Peter Berg seriously. Yeah. Well, it seems to me now that what he does is he makes a lot of like movies like exclusively with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. That are, like, I was good. That's that one, are, of like, oh. <laughs> one of my pop quizzes. It was one of my pop quizzes. Oh, sorry. I know. That's right. He makes a lot of uh, movies exclusively with Mark Wahlberg that are based on like true events. Like he did the yeah. uh, the Patriots Day, which is about the bombing. That's right. He did the one. Um, shooter, I think. Uh, well, No, Lo- he didn't do Shooter. He did, no, uh, he did Lone Survivor, yep. which is like based on a true story in that uh, Deepwater Horizon, yep. which is about the um, um, the oil rig accident. So that's kind of what it, he does now. Um, I guess I do have a pop quiz then for you. Oh, well, in that case. Pop quiz, hot shot. Since we're talking about directors, do you know who this originally was designed for? Like, who was going to, they developed this for a different person to direct, like initially before he decided to do it? No, I actually, I do not know that answer. It is a well known, I think you'll know what I'm saying, but Stephen Somers. Oh, Stephen Somers. Yes. That makes sense because it was probably coming right off of, uh, uh, Scorpion King, and he did a lot of the mummy stuff. Yeah, and this was originally developed for him. And it, correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe I'm remember, remembering this wrong. I probably should have looked it up before this, but he is also the gentleman that directed The Rocketeer, right? No. No, that's um, Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson. I get the two confused. Joe Johnson is the guy that directed Captain America, The First Avenger. Yes. Oh, jeez, crap. I failed my own pop quiz. <laughs> that's fucking terrible, man. <laughs> um, uh, as far as the writers, I have it credited to two different guys. Um, R.J. Stewart and James Vanderbilt? Yeah. R.J. Stewart um, wasn't super interesting to me. It seemed like he wrote a lot of stuff to do with Xeno Warrior Princess, like video games and episodes of the show and like a lot of stuff. Yeah. And also randomly Major League Two, which I thought was kind of interesting. (laughs) 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 And then uh, the other guy, James Vanderbilt, had written uh, some stuff you would have heard of, like Independence Day, Resurgence, White House Down, but uh, The Amazing Spider-Man, the uh, Andrew Garfield one is one of the movies. Both of them. Well, oh, we wrote both of them. Both okay, the first one and the second one. And uh, yeah, so that's interesting. I mean, they're terrible movies, so they're not very good. <laughs> but do you think the writing was the issue? 
I mean, it didn't help. Yeah, it didn't help. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Wait, I, I would love to do one of those movies on the podcast sometime when we have a little distance from Spider-Man movies because those ones, man, especially the Amazing Spider-Man Two. We'll just do a block of like shitty movies. <laughs> um, Not that we don't do that now. Sometimes <laughs> that's true. Um, I don't think I really have anything on the music for this one. I don't think it's anything. No, it wasn't really anything to write home about. I mean, it was, you know. I mean, it's Henry Gregson Williams, which is weird because he's he writes good music. It just this was not particularly great, right? You know, because he did um, he actually wrote the music for Metal Gear, the video game. Oh shoot! Uh, but also Spy Game, Phone Booth, Chronicles of Narnia. Um, he did X Men Origins, Wolverine, The Martian, <laughs> the Sh- Shrek franchise. Uh, so he, he wrote a lot of good films. Just just wasn't one of them. Yeah, I did, like I said, I can't really even remember anything really about the music in this at all. No, I remember that it was not a silent film. <laughs> that is true. It was That's not it. a silent film. It had music in it at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I guess should we try and dig into the plot here a little on this? Yes. <laughs> so the plot for this, I mean, it's not a terribly complicated plot. No. But for whatever reason, it still confused me kind of. <laughs> okay. So the... the Dwayne, so back, Dwayne John, The right. Rock. Yes. He is, like, he's called a retrieval, retrieval expert. Yeah, retrieval which basically expert, means right. he's a bounty hunter. Right. He he works for kind of a gangster and basically tracks things down. Yeah, so let's say he's basically like, uh, you know, somebody owes somebody owes the gangster money. Dwayne goes and muscles, uh, muscles the money out of him. Right. That's essentially what he does. Right, and that's kind of how we open the movie with right. him going to a nightclub. We get, we get the cameo. By yeah. the by, the great Arnold Schwarzenegger, we do. Who says, "Have fun," which many people they say took that as him saying to the Rock, like passing the torch, passing the torch, like you're the new, going to be the new action superstar. So which the fun. reality is, he basically is at this point. That's true. I'd say that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I can't think of anybody else that is like Schwarzenegger other than the Rock. Well, maybe maybe Jason Statham. No, but even then, I don't I don't know. He doesn't have like the big presence that the Rock has. I mean, I guess that's true, but I, just for, like, breadth of movies that he makes, like... Yeah, that may be true. And Statham pretty much makes exclusively action movies. That's true. While The Rock is kind of... He does a little bit of everything. Thing, but, yeah, you know. you're right. But, um, so, so they send him to this club. He's looking to basically... Um, there's a quarterback there. It's like a Super Bowl-winning team who owes his employer money. Pop quiz, hot shot! <laughs> so in that scene... Yeah. The Rock is scoping out the guys that are around the defensive back. He was trying to get the money from, get the the ring. He's ultimately trying to get a Super Bowl ring as right, collateral. Right. Yeah. Um, and so he's looking at all the little play, and he's naming the players one by one. Yeah. And as they're naming the players, they're showing clips of them playing football. Right. Where are those clips from? I, I know this. It's the XFL. That's right. They pulled <laughs> these random clips from the XFL. Which is makes sense to me now that you tell me this is a WWE film. That's right. Vince McMahon owned the XFL. He did indeed. All of a sudden it makes sense. Because I uh-huh. didn't see that in my research and I didn't I didn't know about the WWE thing. So I was like, oh, okay. Yep. So that makes <laughs> that makes sense. So basically, uh, the Rock goes up to this guy, tells him, you know, hey, I need to take the ring as collateral. The guy's kind of an asshole about it, and he's big. The Rock is big in this movie on giving people options, right? He gives them he two options, two options, A and B. Yeah, and in this one, he's like, option A, you give me the ring. Option B, I make you give me the ring. And the guy's like, oh, option B, 
The Rock has it out with all these football players, pretty much uh, annihilates all of them, gives one of them a rock bottom. <laughs> of course, he has to. Which is like probably you know contractually obligated at that point in his career to give people rock bottoms in movies. I had this argument with Sphinx when we were watching, uh, I don't know if it was a Patreon special. I think it was a Patreon special. But The Rock doesn't fight. He like wrestle fights. He fights like a wrestler. That's true. I, he's more. It's like kind of. It's not. Yeah, I, I will agree. He with doesn't that. like action movie star fight. No, I'll agree with that. He he does a lot of like tackling and kind of running into people yeah. and like you know picking them up and slamming them and stuff like that. This one wasn't as bad, but in a lot of his other movies, that's all he does. He basically just has a wrestling match with <laughs> whoever it is he's fighting. Well, I mean, I guess it makes sense. So that's kind of what his you know probably what he's most comfortable with you know and as far as. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for here? Choreography. Fight, yeah, fight choreography. choreography. Yeah, like I it's probably. Well, I brought up the point. This is totally off the point here, <laughs> but that Dave Bautista yeah. is a much better screen fighter than The Rock is. Huh. And a better actor. Oh, really? You I think do. He's a I better think, actor? I think Bautista's a better actor, yeah. Wow, that's something I'd like to dig in at a different point in time. <laughs> Not for this episode. No, but. you'll have to, I'll have to send you the uh, Patreon episode. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to hear that. Um, okay, so he ends up beating up all these football players. He gets the ring, um, leaves the club. There's another dude there, shoots him with a couple beanbags, takes the ring. Goes to his employer's house, a guy named Billy. I don't know if Billy's a famous actor or anything. I didn't recognize him from anything. Um... No, I mean, I don't think he is. He's, uh, no. So basically what we learn in the scene is that The Rock works for Billy as this retrieval expert. It's kind of implied, I feel like, that The Rock owes him some kind of debt that he's trying to get out of. Yeah, they never actually, they just kind of allude yeah. to the fact that he's that he has to do this for this gangster. Right. And... In order to get out of whatever debt that he owes. Yeah, and that's one thing I will say. I mean, it, they never really, and I don't know if it's on, I would assume it's on purpose, but they don't give us a lot of insight into The Rock's background. No. We never really learn why he's so good at fighting, why what he owes Billy, why he's in this life. Like, we don't, we get like a little bit of it, but we don't dig into it. And I don't, I'm assuming that's on purpose, but I... You know, I kind of got the feeling because there's a lot in here. We're gonna, I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit here, yeah. but there's a whole thing about him not using guns. Yeah, and um, I got a feeling that there was some kind of flashback or something that they didn't end up including in the film right. that explained all of this. Right, and but and I also kind of wonder if maybe that whole thing about like, oh, I don't use guns is like it's in our heads. We're supposed to think it is because of something like that, but then it turns out it's just because he's awesome at using guns. Like is, it, like, is it a play like that where we're supposed to think it's some kind of, like, traumatizing thing where he won't use guns, but then we find out it's just because, like, no, he's, like, super violent and awesome when he uses guns? I don't know. And I had, I had a problem with that because if you're going to do the whole no-gun thing, why do it at the end? Yeah. You know, I get that it's dramatic, and but that doesn't that kind of undercut the whole point of trying really hard to not use guns, and then at the end saying, oh, well, I guess I'm going to have to use guns. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's that's why I think it was more of a thing for the audience for us to be like, oh, you know, it's something really in his past that we're going to dig into and why he can't, or, you know, but then, like, he just uses them and he's like, can't miss. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't like that part at all. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's not fleshed out. That is one thing I'll give you. They don't really explain a lot of that stuff. So. No. Um, so, Basically, Billy proposes to The Rock, not to not to get married, but he <laughs> not yet. <laughs> he basically says, "Like I have one more job for you. It, you know, my one of my sons. I need you to go get him. He's down in Brazil. 
He's like, this will be your last job. You'll be out. You'll do this. You're, I'm going to get you 250 large. By the way, we haven't mentioned The Rock's like dream is to open a restaurant. Like he's always he has a recipe book. He's always writing. He wants to open a restaurant. So the guy's like, you go do this last job for me. Bring my uh, son back up, Travis, and I'll give you the 250 large. You'll be out. Yep. Walk him through the front door. $250,000. You're out. You're good to go. Right. So uh, The Rock takes the job, heads down to Brazil. And this is where we get, he's flying in on a guy, and I don't know this actor's name, but I kept calling him in my mind, not Simon Pegg, because I thought he was kind of like Simon Pegg, right? He kind of yeah. looked like him and acted like yeah, him. Yeah, it's Ewan Bremner. Ewan Bremner um, is, I mean, he, he's he's famous in as, he's, he's definitely a famous actor, but not so famous here. Right. He's famous, um, he does a lot of British TV, obviously. He's in Snatch. He's in... Oh, uh, shoot. Okay. Yep. He's in... Um, he has a lot of... He does like Simon Pegg-type roles, but not here. Okay. And that's what I... I got a Simon Pegg vibe yeah. from mm-hmm. him, you know. But um, so he flies him in. This place is in the middle of nowhere. There's like cattle all over the runway and all this stuff. And they... He flies in. They drive him into this mining town, this village kind of run down, terrible village, which is basically the whole village you learn is kind of run and overseen by Christopher Walken, who is Hatcher, who oversees the mine where all these people work. Yeah, and that that this is the part where I got confused. Like I wasn't sure exactly. So does Hatcher own the mine? Hatcher owns the mine, and he pays the people in the village to work in the mine, but he pays them like, he basically, they end up being kind of like slaves because he pays them such low wages that they end up getting into his debt because they're like, oh, I got to borrow money for food or I got to borrow money to get a shovel so I can work in the mine and all this stuff. So he pays them such low wages that he ends up owning all of them because they're always in his debt. Well, and but but in the, but one of the scenes, it's a guy handing over gold and getting money for it. So do they not actually work for him he just owns the only mine there and they mine the stuff and he kind of pays them like 65 cents i guess a day or yeah, maybe, it's something like a real low amount for the gold they're finding yeah and re-watching it maybe i don't know i got a vibe it reminded me of like the force awakens <laughs> where, sorta where they're all bringing the stuff to uh what's his name and he's like oh yeah one, just one. simon pegg yeah simon pegg yeah i was trying to think of his name in the uh in the know, force awakens, simon but, pegg in a big fucking costume <laughs> but um <laughs> but then he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, quarter portion. So maybe that's him. I, but I don't know. You know, like this is something I glossed over. But now they're bringing it up. It is kind of confusing because it seems like they work for him. But you're right. There is that scene where the guy's got the gold and he's sure. paying him like straight up for it. So I guess I don't know. I don't have a good answer for you on that. <laughs> what it seems like to me is he owns the mine. Yeah. And if you go and work the mine, you bring him the gold. He will pay you for the gold since you can't use the since you need money, I guess, to buy things. Yeah. But he's the one who's actually selling things. Right. So he controls all the goods. I mean, that makes enough sense, but later in the movie, Rosario Dawson is specifically talking about, like, how much they get paid an hour and stuff. So that's... Yeah, but, but well, yeah, but, and that's it. Why would they get paid an hour if they're bringing the gold to him? I, could, I couldn't understand his enterprise. Yeah, later on, she talks about, I have it in my notes, that they make, like, 65 cents an hour is what they pay... He pays the workers, so I don't know. I guess <laughs> his plan as Max Zorn made more sense than his plan in this movie. Well, I think his motives are, I mean, like, it's kind of confusing to us, but it's like he's basically just profiting off the gold in this mine. I guess. Um, so The Rock visits with Christopher Walken, says, hey, I'm, 
because he runs the town. He's like, I'm going to visit with you. I want to meet with you. This is what's going on. I'm going to pay you money so I can take Sean William Scott out of this, out of the city. Um, so Sean William Scott is some kind of archaeologist, right? He like, or he went to Columbia <laughs> or Stanford, Stanford. Or went to Stanford, but didn't actually graduate. graduate. Yeah. So he's he's an archaeologist, I guess. And he find he want his goal is to find this particular, what is the the black the, cat or whatever it is? Well, the, they call it the gato. It's the gato. See, the weird thing is, okay, I watch I watch everything with closed captioning, okay, and it sounded like they were saying the gato diablo, yeah, because I kept saying the devil's cat, right. But all the closed captioning kept saying maybe I just don't know how to spell diablo because I figured there was an L in it, but they kept spelling it like D I A B O. Yeah, the gato diablo. That's um, I think maybe. Because they're speaking Portuguese, they're not speaking Spanish. Right. Okay. So maybe in Portuguese, it's you know, it's o gato do diablo. Okay. Diablo. But they basically just refer to it as the gato most. So the, the gato. So yeah. Sean William Scott is down there trying to find the gato, which is this like golden gold, idol. Yeah, golden idol treasure thing. And so, um, the Rock wants to. T- he pays off Christopher Walken so he can take Sean William Scott out of there. Um, they go to the bar. He meets up with Sean William Scott. They have kind of a brief little tussle where The Rock kicks his butt because he's The Rock. He's The and Rock, he's, and that's and what he does. But then, okay, so then um, Christopher Walken shows back up and doesn't want him to leave, doesn't want him to take him out of town because he says that he's going to lead him to the Gato. Right. So it was Christopher Walken's plan to find this thing from the beginning, and that's why he has the mine? Uh, I don't know. Or I did he just start the mine and then heard about Sean William Scott finding the the cat and I think that was the case. I mean, I think we're just supposed to get that the Christopher Walken is just kind of a dirtbag cuz he takes the money from the rock initially to take Sean William Scott but right. then kind of welches on it and is like, "Nah." No, he straight up welches on it, not even kind of. <laughs> he said, "No, I'm keeping your 10 grand. Yeah, you can he, go fuck yourself." Yeah, 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 that's what happened. So, he has a he has a rumble with uh Christopher Walken's guys in the bar. Takes out quite a few of them. A lot of Christopher Walken's henchmen use whips in this, which I thought was weird. Yeah, whips are a thing. <laughs> but um, so and there is one point in the fight in the bar, which I have in my notes here, where the guy like first uses the whip on him, and the rock just grabs the end of it like right out of the air. And I'm like, yeah, that's it's like he grabs it out like it's no big deal, but <laughs> which I don't think any normal human being could grab a whip out of the air without like totally messing up your hand. No, you know, here's how uh, here's how I want to describe the rock's fights. Okay. They, they generally always start with him getting his ass completely kicked. Right. Right? And then out of nowhere, <laughs> he suddenly can beat them all hands down. I will say that that's somewhat true. Although, I don't know. I feel like in this, at least in this particular fight in the bar, I feel like he has the upper hand. He d- yeah, in this particular one, he does have the upper hand. But like later on, when he's fighting the gorillas... They straight up kick his ass. But then he stands up and he's like, oh, all of a sudden I'm fast enough to punch you guys. <laughs> that is that is that is true. I guess in that second fight he is getting beat up pretty bad and then yeah. he just turns the tide like almost immediately. Instantly. <laughs> so um, after beating up these guys, they kind of run out of the bar. They get in the Jeep and they're like making their way to the airfield so they can take off. Travis, Sean William Scott, grabs control of the Jeep and basically drives it off the side of the mountain. They would be fucking dead. <laughs> they would be so dead. Would, like <laughs> The stuntman, so the stuntman in there is The Rock's stunt double is his, his cousin, cousin. Yeah, right? I saw that, yeah. He broke his ankle falling down the hill. <laughs> 
But if you look, that is a stuntman doing those stunts. Yeah, and it looks horrible. They're like rolling, they're hitting trees, and it's like, there's no way. I have my notes, it's like, if you did that, you would be dead or seriously injured because it's like, it's super steep and long that they're going down. Yeah, and then at the end, they kind of lay down for us. They fall, they go all the way down this probably three to four hundred foot hill. And then at the bottom of the hill, they kind of lay there for a second, right? Yeah. And then they stand up and start fighting like it's nothing. Well, they land in water. They do land in water at the end. Well, yeah, okay, <laughs> yes. After rolling down a 400-foot hill, hitting trees and rocks along the way, they drop another 100 feet into a pool of water. And then I was surprised to see that the Jeep somehow makes it all the way down to the bottom, too. I was like, I don't think that Jeep would have... <laughs> that Jeep, A, the Jeep was started down the hill before them. It would have beat them down there if right. it made it at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's true. But, you know, it's kind of fun. It's fun to watch them fall down and hit trees and stuff like that. This movie irritates me. <laughs> um, so that's when kind of uh, Travis tells him about the, tells him a little more about the, uh, the gato. gato. Um, Christopher Walken is pissed that they're gone. It's where he gives that weird speech about, like, the tooth fairy. Yeah, it was a weird speech. Which is like, I, I saw that there was something... Um, here, let's see. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, they completely ch- It was different in a, in a different version. Yeah, they had to change it because it was originally going to be a speech that was about like uh, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> and I guess that, right. like, and I guess Disney threatened to sue them. So they had to change it to this weird speech about like the Tooth Fairy, which I don't have written in my notes, but just watch the movie and see. It's weird. Picture yeah. Christopher Walken talking about the Tooth Fairy. You know, I want to say this Christopher Walken's great in this. He is. He's great. Christopher he's, Walken is great. And he's not overacting at all. No. Like, it's the perfect. It is the perfect, like, sweet spot Christopher Walken performance. Yeah. It's a little wild when he's talking, yeah. but it's not, and he's got a few, he's not crazy. Yeah, he's got a few parts where he kind of, like, you kind of, you know, you get that real, like, you know. You get the real Walkenism coming yeah, through. Yeah, but it's not, you're right, it's not over the top, so right. I do think he's great in this. Um, so they're, they, they're, they're lost in the jungle now. He's still planning on taking them to the airfield, which I have my notes. It's like, they just start walking, but it's like, how does the rock have any idea where they're going at this point? Yeah. Well, th- not only that, they were driving in that Jeep for a while. Yeah. Right. So, cause you and Bremner's driving the Jeep. He says to them, it's going to be a little, it's going to be like, what is it? Like an hour and a half or something to get there. Yeah. Maybe it's not some, close. No, it's not close at all. And. They roll down this hill, like basically just outside of town. They got to climb back up the hill, head toward the airfield, and walk what they what they, what took them an hour to drive. Yeah, through thick, dense jungle. Right, and the rock has no idea where he is. No clue. So they're just walking, basically. Yeah, essentially. Um, that's kind of where they have the conversation where like um, Travis is talking to him about guns, like why he didn't use a gun back in that fight, and that's where he says it. Basically, his explanation, he says, guns take him to a place he doesn't want to go to. And that's kind of what we get out of that. I guess, yeah. <laughs> um, and I also have in here that The Rock leaves his sports coat on for a long time when they're walking through that jungle. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> um, so they get they get ensnared in some uh, traps? Yeah, basically, yeah, like a snare, like a I, trap. Yeah. I have to get caught in a trap, uh, Return of the Jedi style. 100%. <laughs> um, there's some hilarity with a monkey humping The Rock's face. Some baboons, yeah. Um, Which baboons, by the way, are not native to Brazil. They are not there. <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. 
Um, so that's this is when they get caught by the rebels. They they laid the traps. The rebels who are fighting against Christopher Walken and all his evil mining practices. Uh, this is Inter uh, Ernie Reyes Jr. Yep. Uh, there's a hilarious exchange where uh, Travis uh, Shonen Scott is talking to them. He speaks Portuguese and The Rock doesn't. So he's basically telling them like, "Oh, The Rock works for Hatcher." Yep. And he, like says all these insults that he says to him. It's it's pretty funny. And that's when the Rock gets in the fight with those guys, which is an awesome fight. It's a great fight. I love that fight. Oh, it's super great. There, um, there's a lot of wire work in that. Yeah, they're I like, was surprised. Yeah, it's really it's a really cool, well choreographed, like mm-hmm. like exciting fight. And there's some pretty funny stuff with uh, Ernie Ernie Reyes Jr.'s character when they're about ready getting the fight. He says like. He says, okay, hip hop. Uh-huh. He says, at one point, I had to rewind this a couple times. He says, hey, Kansas City. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, it's so funny, but it's like, it's a really great fight. Um, the Rock ends up like at one point he hits a dude in the head with a flaming log, which I thought is pretty great. Yeah, and it's just there's a lot of cool stuff in this. Like, uh, like I I feel the way it was filmed and like some of these fights are shot. Like I just yeah. like the stuff that's done with them, you know. And some I of agree. The, like there's just some cool shots where the Rock like kind of like basically jumps out. He'll be on like kind of flat, laid on the ground. Mm-hmm. He like jumps like up off the ground. And I don't know. It's I'm describing it poorly. No, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. No, but, there's a lot of there's a lot of. A lot of things you don't normally see in a fight scene, yeah, and it's filmed in angles in ways that are not typical to a fight scene. Right, and I think it I think it helps in a lot of this. That I mean, I would assume for the most part for a lot of these fights that The Rock's doing his own kind of work with this. Yeah, I would. Yeah, as much as he can, I'm sure. And especially you know in this one with I'm sure Ernie Reyes is doing his own stuff. I Definitely. wouldn't be surprised if Ernie Reyes choreographed it. Yeah, that could be true. Um, so the fight ends up getting broken up. Uh, Rosario Dawson shows up. The oh yeah, um, Rosario Dawson's the barmaid. Oh yeah, she's the barmaid. She has a relationship with Travis. Uh, the turns ro- out she's the rebel leader. Yeah, she's the rebel leader. Uh, Ernie Reyes Jr. is her cousin, I think. Correct. Okay. <laughs> um, and this is where they kind of have the whole talk where she talks about how Christopher Walken treats the miners horrible, and basically they're all in their debt and can't get out. Um, and the rebels basically are looking to overthrow him and stop him. And they're hunting him down, if you will. Um, this is where I have a note because The Rock is getting his wounds changed. It says The Rock seems smaller in this, like a smaller giant than he is. He now, really is, but he's still jacked. Oh yeah, he's still ripped, but he's not. He's not like he is now. No, like it, it's funny because you look at him in this movie and you're like, ah, oh, he's kind of small, but it's yep. like he's not. It, like he's still a massive human oh, being. Oh, he's huge. But like now he's basically like the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> yeah, now he's he's shredded. Like yeah. he has zero body fat on him now. He, yeah, it is ridiculous what he does now. He still has a little bit of hair back then, too. He does. Man, his hair was weird. It was, <laughs> like, one of my notes in here is, it's really weird to see The Rock with hair. Yeah, and it's, like, kind of like a weird, like, comes to a point, and it's really short, and it's, like... It looks, I mean, it, honestly, it kind of looks like it's painted on. Yeah. Uh, so I think he made a good move going to the full bald look. Yes, 100%. Um, so Hatcher, uh, Christopher Walken, and his men show up, and from as far as I can tell, kill all of the rebels in that scene. Yeah, that's what it seems like. <laughs> they slaughter them. They show up with machine guns. They're trying to get away. They kill them all. Um, the Rock, Rosario Dawson, and Sean William Scott, they get away in a boat, and they kind of set off. They're going to they're gonna get the gato, is what they decided. Well, it's what The Rock and... Rosario Dawson's decided. Right. They're going to... So Rosario Dawson is making The Rock stay long enough so that Sean William Scott can show them where the gato is so that she can take it and sell it to free her people. Right. Because it's worth like... they. I can't remember how much they say, but it's... Several million dollars. Yeah, a ton of money. Yeah. And um, like 30 million. Something ridiculous. Yeah. 
and uh, and then she was going to allow The Rock to take Sean William Scott back to his dad. Right. They strike up that deal, and that's where they kind of set off. And that's where I have in my notes that this movie becomes kind of an Indiana Jones movie for a brief passage of time. Yeah, I would say so. Because they go, they're hunting down the treasure, they find it, they have to go behind this waterfall, there's that exchange where they're like, hey, don't pee in this water because it's full of parasites that are going to swim up your ding-dong, which is, I think, the exact words they use in the movie. Yeah, she used (laughs) ding-dong. Um, so they go behind this waterfall. They find like where the uh, gato is. There's like a booby trap, much like an Indiana Jones movie, where there's like some kind of code on the floor where they yeah. just step on certain spots. Man, it wasn't even kind of. It was exactly <laughs> like okay, you're Indiana right. Jo- it was like they took. It's like they took the rolling boulder scene, right? Yeah, and they took the scene from uh, Last Crusade where he's got to step on. Oh, you know, yeah. the letters. The the um yeah. Jehovah starts with an I. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh and that's essentially what they're kind of he's gotta work his way through yeah. to get the idol, which if you pull it off the thing, releases the <laughs> trap, much like in Raiders of the Lost. Okay, Ark. so it's they basically ripped off two Indiana Jones movies to make this. But we do get to see the rock basically and hold up the entire uh, roof of a cave by himself. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so they get the gato, um, they're kind of celebrating, having a meal. Uh, this fruit that Rosario Dawson has prepared, uh, but uh oh, it turns out this fruit causes paralysis. The con lobos. Yeah, the con lobos, right? So she feeds it to them. They get like instant paralysis. She takes the gato and bolts out of there. Right. And then the monkeys come back. <laughs> and the mon- dude, man, those monkeys <laughs> were terrifying. Yeah, they were. They really were. Oh my god, the ones, especially in the scene where they're hanging upside down, and the monkeys are jumping like at them. The, because they had real monkeys, yeah, and then the, they had like the animatronic puppet ones, they were frightening. Was it a real one that humped the rock's face? Yes, <laughs> I hope so, hundred <laughs> um, so percent. No, she, it was not. It was a fake. <laughs> so she leaves them there, uh, but uh oh, it turns out she gets caught by Christopher Walken, which they don't even show. <laughs> no, it's like don't. it's like completely off screen. Yeah, the rock and and Sean William Scott end up somehow end up back at the airstrip, ready to go, and Declan. Uh, the pilot's like, oh yeah, Rosario Dawson got caught. Well, I do, I do to one point though, I do think um, before Rosario Dawson leaves, she tells The Rock like how to get to the airfield. She does, yeah. She's like, you just head this way and you'll get to the road and then you'll be there. But yeah, you're right. They don't, they're kind of just like, I wonder if that was something they filmed and just decided they didn't need for the movie or. I guess. <laughs> I don't know, but man, yeah. He's just like, oh yeah, she got caught. Uh, don't even worry about her. So uh, The Rock ultimately decides that he's going to help Rosario Dawson because he's like, in his mind, the deal was that she got the gato and he got Travis. But since she she doesn't have the gato, he's going to go back and help her. Which is dumb. (laughs) So they go into the town. uh, They send the bulls in first, all the bulls from the airfield. Right. Uh, They kind of trash the town. And then Sean William Scott and The Rock show up. And they start fighting Hatcher's men. Rock's still not using guns. Um, but it gets to a point where um, Sean William Scott's kind of trapped in an abandoned school bus, right? Yeah, he gets he's, pinned down. He's getting pinned down. They're, shot, they're shooting in there. And so he's calling out to The Rock for help. And finally, The Rock decides to start using guns. Which, it's like this whole weird thing where 
The Rock's sitting there and like pondering it and pondering it like, oh God, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Yeah. I don't want to use guns. <laughs> and then he's just like, okay, I guess I'll use guns. Right. And Picks he, up three of them and just starts blowing people away. Yeah, he's got those shotguns and he's just like, boom, boom, boom. And he's like hitting everyone. He can't miss. He's like doing sweet things. He's like putting them under his arms and like reloading them and yeah. spinning them around and stuff. And I, we are so far apart on this because I love that scene when he picks up the guns and he's just like, he's awesome with them. He can't miss. No, you know, I I don't, I don't, like, I like the way it's shot, and I think it's a, it's a cool scene, but I think it really undercuts the whole, the problem is, they don't clearly specify why he doesn't use the guns. Yeah. So, if you're made to believe he doesn't use them based on some kind of trauma. Right. And then all of a sudden, he's like, okay, I guess I'll do it. He just instantly got over his trauma right there. Well, I think he just, he was forced to, like, he didn't have any other option. It was like, Travis was going to be killed if he didn't do something about it. I mean, you're probably right, but my point is, if they don't specify what the issue is with him, it makes it a lot harder to buy that he's having a hard time using guns, and then when he does, he's just awesome with it. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could see they could have done a little more work. There is a part where um, they're talking, I think, before they find the Gato, and they're kind of talking a little bit about his past, and he's saying that... um, you know, he's talking about how he's like a guy that pushes back. You know, he's like, if you get pushed, if you get pushed, you push back. Um, and he says, you know, he pushed back in a room full of the wrong people with the wrong money. Like, but they, again, they don't really ever get into the specifics of what's no, going on. Not with really. Rock, which I think is a detriment to this movie that if they would have taken a little more time to kind of give you more of his background. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess he's just supposed to be mysterious, but it, I guess. it doesn't work as well. Um, so he starts shooting everyone. They kind of turn the tide of the fight. There is a point where he like basically tackles a pillar and takes out like a whole building. Yeah, he starts knocking down knocking down the supports of this like overstructure <laughs> and takes down an entire tower of guards. Right, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, then he gets into uh, like a fight with the uh, three guys that use whips. First of all, I didn't realize there was three. I knew there was one. <laughs> right, but there, no, there's three guys that use whips. Yeah, now, well, yeah, well, now I know. <laughs> they have whips with blades built into the handles of the, of the yeah, whips. Yeah, those are the fanciest whips. But that's another fight that I really like in this movie. Like, it looks really cool. It's like I shot agree. really well. And like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's really cool. I like that fight a lot. I agree. Um, he ends up beating all of them. Uh, he's going to get shot by a guy who's on a roof with a rifle. Yep. Uh, Travis saves him. Uh, he shoots the gun out of Christopher Walken's hand, which you get that great Christopher Walken. Wow. Yeah, that was, that was, wow. Really um, uh, he, I think he gives, um, uh, Christopher Walken two options, right? Yeah, he does. He says like, uh, he's like, you can leave town. Yeah. You can leave town, never come back. Or we make you leave town, or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, or? I don't, I don't have it quite written in here. I know he gives them two options, um, but basically, uh, Travis makes it look like he's going to leave, take the gato. Uh, the townspeople end up shooting Christopher Walken, right? Because he doesn't want to leave. He picks up because Christopher Walken is still like just uh, incredulous. Yeah, and is getting ready to pick up his gun and shoot the rock, and the 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 the, the, the townspeople there shoot him. Instead, right. yeah, they shoot him a bunch of times, like three or four times, yeah. Because he gets shot like once, and he's like, "Oh," and then he gets, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna take the first option." But then he's like, he's already dead. Yeah, he's basically bleeding out. Yeah. Did, so Travis, who we thought law, who we thought left, comes back, gives the gato to Rosario Dawson. Yeah. Um, and then he takes uh Travis home because they celebrate with the gato. They're like, "We're gonna be rich," and I guess like turn their lives around. Right. 
Uh, he takes uh, Sean William Scott home, walks him through the front door of his dad's house. His dad is still a giant dick <laughs> about the whole thing. Um, so instead of turning him over, they're like, oh, man, he's like, he's like, you got to try this fruit that we got when we were down there. And it's that fruit that I can't pronounce the name of. Conlabos. Conlabos. So they give him the conlabos fruit. They all try it, his dad and the, his dad's muscle, and they all get paralyzed. <laughs> this is where I have a question. Okay. So, obviously, The Rock shakes his hand and says, you know, done deal or whatever it is. Right. I don't see him collect the money. No. <laughs> he feeds the guys the hallucinogenic paralyzation fruit, and then they walk out. Him and Sean William Scott walk out. Right. Right? He's not going to give Sean William Scott to his dad. So, The Rock just decided at that point that $250,000 wasn't worth it? <laughs> I don't... Because I, uh, well, he tells him he's out of his deal, like he's done, like they shake on it or something. So. Right. But you're right. I guess he doesn't ever get the money specifically. Right. And obviously, the gangster is going to know what happened. Right. The Rock hands him the fruit. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, it's not a very well thought out plan, I guess, because I guess now the gangster is going to be after him and presumably Sean William Scott right. in the rundown too, which never happened. Which but. never happened. Was but, talked about, but never happened. But I know. I guess it's just supposed to be a fun ending because it's like we know what the fruit does and they don't. But I guess, yeah, fun ending. And you're <laughs> you're supposed to think that he's going to turn over Sean William Scott, but no, because they're buddies. And they kind of walk out at the end. And they're and there's sh- a little funny scene at the end. There's a little funny they're... scene at the end where they're pretending like they're going to fight. And Sean William Scott like, Dad, just kidding. I'll get in the car. And that's kind of it. Yeah. So that's how it ends. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I, again, I don't, I don't really understand the ending of this. Like, what... What does The Rock get at this point? Uh, Nothing. He doesn't get his restaurant. He's not going to get his $250,000. Right, okay. He's going to be hunted now by the gangsters. <laughs> you think they're going to come after him? Yes! <laughs> 100%. I, I guess, you know what, I never really thought about that from the way that you're describing it to me, because it's always always in my mind, I'm just like, well, he can't leave Travis with them because they're buddies now. But yeah, he kind of doesn't. Now his life is going to be a living hell. He gets nothing out of the deal. <laughs> well, presumably, though, they're going to get the... They, the Rosario Dawson says that she's going to send Travis the money for his cut of the gato. You're right, yeah. She's going to send him $15 million when she finds somebody to <laughs> buy this priceless artifact. <laughs> well, listen, I don't know. Maybe it's easier to sell a priceless artifact than you think. She wants to sell it on the black market, first of all. Yeah. So she's going to have to find somebody who pay her cash, however much, $30 million? Because it's supposed to be 50-50, right? Well, no. I think she said she's giving him a smaller like percentage of it. Well, regardless, how is she going to find someone to pay cash that much money? Listen, I don't know the inner workings of the artifact this black market. not very well thought out. <laughs> the plot of this is lacking. Oh, I don't know. I think it's pretty straightforward plot-wise. I mean, it's straightforward, but it just a lot of it doesn't like make you, sense. I feel like you're digging into it a little bit more. You're you're not wrong, but <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm wrong either. No, I mean you you're not making bad points. I guess I just I maybe choose to ignore. Them. All right, fair enough. <laughs> um, I do have one final pop quiz. Oh, okay, excellent. Pop quiz, hot shot. One of the actors you didn't mention was John Grise, aka Uncle Rico. Oh shoot, really? Yeah, the bald guy. Bald guy. The bald guy with the beard that was, uh, that was, um, 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 uh, Christopher Walken's right hand man. That was, un- that was Uncle, Uncle Rico. Rico. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Now that you're saying that, I can see it. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. So at the end of the film, right, he gets killed, and he's wearing a scorpion necklace. Okay. That exact scorpion necklace appeared in another film the, the previous year. Well, I mean, <laughs> I feel like the obvious guess is the Scorpion King. Yes. Not only is it the Scorpion King, it is the Scorpion necklace that The Rock wore throughout the entire movie. <laughs> and it's the same one, the huh? The exact same one. Interesting. Uh-huh, the that's, same prop. That's fun. <laughs> I saw that they said that there was uh, originally a couple different titles to this movie. Yeah, based on where they were releasing it. Right. Well, I saw that one of the titles was going to be Hell Dorado, yep. which I thought was pretty great. And mm-hmm. then that they also changed it to Welcome to the Jungle, which is interesting since that is <laughs> the name of uh, the, the Jumanji sequel yep. that The Rock made. But they, yeah, and you're right. They did say that they released it under that title in a couple of different markets. Right. Which is overseas. It was, it was I think in, um, I think in Brazil when they released it, that's what it was called. Yeah, which makes sense. And I guess Hell Dorado is what the sign says when yeah. they're going into the town is that it says, like, Welcome to Hell Dorado or something, which I kind of think that's a cooler name. I think so, too. I, I like the name better. I mean, I, I get why they call it the rundown, but I sure. I, I do like uh, Hell Dorado. I think that's kind of catchy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the only other notes I have is that it does, and you brought this up at the beginning of the episode, but it talks about how the Beck says that when he uses guns, very bad things happen. Yeah, I caught that too. <laughs> I kind of vomited. Just a little bit. I hate that movie. Ah, oh, geez. I don't know. I, I remember we really disliked it. I haven't gone back and revisited it. I think it had John Favreau in it, though. Very Bad Things? Yeah. Yeah, Christian Slater, John Favreau, um, uh, Leela Norser, um, what's her name? From Something I'm Mary. Why can't I think of her name now? Cameron Diaz? Cameron Diaz is in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Shoot. Uh, I don't know. The movie was a piece of shit. <laughs> it was fucking garbage. I just, I guess I just don't I got remember so that I so mad well. watching it. Yeah, you, you, I gotta be honest, right now, LPJ, you sound mad just talking about I it. I hate it. I hate, the, <laughs> I hate that movie. You are fired up. It's one of those movies that I will never, ever, ever watch again. Okay. Ever, well, under any circumstances. So next time on the Last Action Podcast, very bad things. I will not be here. <laughs> I will resign. <laughs> it's just going to be me here talking by myself. And I don't know how to use the recording equipment, so. <laughs> it's be, be a real quiet, real short show. Real short show. Oh, uh, all right. So you want to rate this? Yeah, let's let's rate it. Well, we could if I could hit the button properly. Yeah, well, you know. Right. Um, do you want me to go first? I kind of would like you to go first because I, I, I feel like there's a divide in the room about this movie. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, parts of this movie were really good. I like The Rock in it. Okay. I like Christopher Walken in it. I thought, I honestly, the acting in this was good. I have no issues with the acting whatsoever. Yeah. I think the plot is, there's so much unnecessary confusion with the plot and you know i did i kind of found myself bored in parts okay i i wrestled with this one a lot oh pun intended i did (laughs) yes i wrestled with this one a lot because there's a lot of things i liked about it but then there's a lot of stuff that was just it really turned me off on it yeah i'm gonna give this i mean it's watchable you should enjoy it's an enjoyable watch yeah mostly if you don't really think about it all that hard, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a. Well, you are struggling. If you could see his face right now, he's deep in thought. 
I want to give it a three and a half, but I think I'm only going to give it a three. A three? I'm going to give it a... <laughs> That's not that bad. The I'm going to give it a three. Okay, three. The way you were talking, I was expecting much worse. So... Uh, <laughs> almost just broke all of the equipment. Excuse me. Yeah, things just got a little wild in here. Uh, <laughs> okay, so... Uh, I love this movie. I think it's a lot of fun. I mean, obviously, I love The Rock. I mean, he's great in just about everything. Um, I think, like you said, all the performances in this are great. I think the interplay between him and Sean William Scott is great. Um, Christopher Walken, as we mentioned before, is great in this movie. Uh, even Rosario Dawson, someone who we're both not crazy about, gets a great performance. I love the fights in them. I think the the choreograph. Why can't why, choreography? Can't, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say it's late, but it's not it's even not late. late. It's not late. I don't right know now. why I'm struggling with that word. But the fight choreography is really good, and I think they do some interesting things with the camera work. I mean, I tend to gloss over some of the plot stuff that you kind of pointed out, which I'm not saying is not there and not issues. Um, the Rock's background, I think, could be flushed out a little bit, but it's a fat. I think it moves fast. You say there were parts where you're bored, but I think. Other than maybe some of the stuff that they're looking for the Gato, I think it moves pretty fast from the start to the finish. It's not a long runtime. I think it's just over an hour and a half. Yeah, an hour, yeah it's, I think it's an hour 44. Yeah, something like that. So um, I am going to go ahead and give this four machine guns. All right. We're, which, a, little, we're a little off on this. We're a little but off, okay. but i got to be honest. The way you were talking, I was expecting like a two machine gun rating. <sighs> I'm a savage. Come you, on. You, you were like agonizing over it. I was like, oh, crap. I was like, is he going to give this like one machine gun? <laughs> no, I, no. This is not Black Hawk Down. <laughs> oh, man. Which I hate that movie, too. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no. No, three. I'm going to give it a three. But if you had to watch Black Hawk Down or Very Bad Things, what do you think? Black Hawk Down. Oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah. No, Very Bad Things, very bad things might be a zero. <laughs> well, is there is there anything else that we didn't cover that you missed that you want to bring up, or did you get pretty much everything out of your system? No, I'm good. I don't have anything else. I think I'm pretty good, too. I think we covered just about everything that I have. There was one anecdote that I guess I did see where Peter Berg said when they were scouting locations for this. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. That they were uh, scouting locations, like they were going to shoot it in Brazil, and they were scouting locations, but they all got like robbed at gunpoint uh-huh. while they were scouting locations, and then they decided they were just going to shoot it in Hawaii. It's probably a good idea. <laughs> it looked like Hawaii, too. Which is like, yeah, I mean, I think if I was shooting a movie, I'd rather be in Hawaii than Brazil, Fuck yeah. so it's probably a lot safer, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Uh, so the one thing we didn't cover yet is we are part of Gamezilla Media. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you can find us on all major platforms, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Apple uh, Podcasts, <laughs> uh, with all of the other Gamezilla Media podcasts like Noobs and Dragons and the Gamezilla Media Show and Noiseland Arcade, Legend of Retro, Movie Blast, Bob and Bax. Uh, I don't think I missed anything. No, I think you, I think you covered all of them. Yeah. Uh, and check us out on uh, all of our social media. So we're on Instagram. Yes. At Last Action Podcast. Right. We're on Twitter. Last Action Pcast. I couldn't <laughs> get podcast. That's <laughs> not enough letters. Dang it. Um, and then obviously Facebook. We're on as well. And and join us on Discord. Yeah. We love having people chat with us on Discord. I'm on there all the time, uh, chatting with people. Um, we actually. Friend of the show, uh, I'm trying to think what we actually called him on the show. What do we call Bobby on the show? Um, I don't I, remember now. I don't remember now either. Well, Bobby was on the show, uh, but that's where, kind of where we started chatting with him was on Discord, and then we brought him on the show. 
because we thought it was a great idea. Or at least I thought it was a great idea. And, and listen, I can tell you guys from, as we discussed, me and LPJ are friends in real life, it is easier to get a hold of him on the Discord than it is <laughs> really via is. actual text messages. So You are not wrong. I actually have several messages right here that I was responding to as we were recording. <laughs> so if, if you're looking to get a hold of LPJ, the Discord is the place to do it. I should probably tell my wife. <laughs> she would find that, she would find that uh, uh, helpful knowledge. Uh, but yeah, so, so check us out and check us out on, uh, Patreon as well. GameZillaMedia.com slash, or Patreon.com slash GameZillaMedia. There we go. Uh, any amount of money you donate helps, um, helps keeps the lights on, gets us, uh, helps keep our equipment running. Uh, and we're going to provide you with all kinds of special perks. We've got a show we're going to record right after this one. Right. It's going to go up in February, which will already have been well past that by the time this show comes out. <laughs> but it's going to be good. It's going to be very good. I'm being taken to action court. Yes, it's true. So go back to February <laughs> and listen to me being taken to action court. Yeah, or if you're like listening to this now and you're not a Patreon, become one and go back and listen to that immediately. Yeah, and then you can pretend it's February. Exactly. You may not want to. It's cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that, I'm good. You good? I'm great. Well, in this case, in that case, uh, this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated, but we'll be back. <laughs>